Welcome back to another rousing edition, my little truffle hunters. On today's episode, I thought I would do something that I haven't done in a while, baby. Thought I'd do something a little smooth, baby. Talk a little sexy for you now. Do you like this, mama? I'm just joking. I'm not smooth. I am sexy, but I'm not smooth. About as smooth as chunky peanut butter. Um, no, I thought I would breathe back into some some news from around the interweb. I've only got a couple of articles, but I'm going to save the best for last, which should be the best uh, little bit of news to perk up your, uh, your almost middle of the week. And so the first bit of news is that Lily Collins, actor Lily Collins, will star in a new Hulu limited series titled Rosalcon about stolen Bitcoin limited about stolen Bitcoin. The limited series based on true stories of fraud and crime have been on the rise lately with shows like Netflix's Inventing Anna and Hulu's The Dropout captivating on its audiences. Now, in addition to her role on Emily in Paris, Collins will become the latest star to dip their toes into the genre. Deadline announces that Rosalcon will follow Ilya Dutch Lichtenstein and Heather Rosalcon Morgan, played by Collins, a real-life couple that was arrested in February and charged with attempting to launder $4.5 billion in stolen Bitcoin. The unique name for the series comes from Morgan's alter ego as a YouTube rapper, and the story is based on the real-life events described in the New York Magazine article, The Many Lives of Crypto's Most Notorious Couple. Rosal Khan is being described as a genre-bending love story and crime thriller with touches of humor and honesty. Collins is producing the series alongside Alex or- Orlovsky and Charlie McDowell, who is also slated to direct the series. So I know about Rosal Khan, the motherfucking crocodile of Wall Street, uh, through this uh, YouTube news show called Internet Today, which is a... Uh, the, the the story of uh, of uh, fuck what's her name Heather Rosalcon Morgan is more fascinating for the terribly bad rapping than it is for the fact that these two seemingly doofuses stole four point five billion in uh, Bitcoin. I I myself for one am looking forward to this, and it seems like they're going to jump on the pony faster than. Then the pony was jumped on with the adaptions of uh, Tiger King because that adaption came out far, far too long after. You know, you couldn't even stoke the flames because the flames were out in that fire. There weren't even embers. It was just stone cold, stone cold, stone cold. I'm looking forward to seeing what they do. Um, my last favorite uh, limited series from Hulu would probably have to be, um, I think it was called Dope Sick, or maybe that's wrong. But it stars Michael Keaton and it's got a, a, an electric cast of actors. And uh, God, that was gripping. I never knew the opiate crisis was that bad. But damn, was that some good fucking television. Michael Keaton, Rosario Dawson. List goes on and on and on in. Don't take it to the crib unless it's bone in. Shout out to Biggie Smalls. All right, let's move on to our next little tiddlywink of news. All right, next on the docket, uh, according to The Hollywood Reporter, Star Wars alum, KMT as I know her, or as she's actually known, Kelly Marie Tran, will be producing and starring in a future fi- future, no, Jensen, a feature film about the life of Amanda, I'm going to butcher Leslie and the last name, and I apologize deeply to the entire Asian community, but Amanda Nuang whom she is also friends with. The project is being produced by Significant Productions, and Madika 
Madika Productions, well, Tang Yi, all the, crow, all the Crows in the World, is in talks to write and direct the film. Tran said about the project, Over the years, Amanda's activism has changed the lives of billions as she continues to make our world safer for sexual assault survivors everywhere. Her, car, her courage inspires me every day, and I am honored to help tell her story. Uh, Kelly, Marie, Kelly Marie Tran has made a name for herself for her portrayals of Rose Tico in the Star Wars franchise and for providing the voice of Raya in the Disney animated film Raya and the Last Dragon. Tran herself had faced backlash due to the numerous amount of hate for her role in Star Wars The Last Jedi. This combined with the harsh challenges that Amanda Nguyen faced makes Tran a good candidate to help tell her story. I think, uh, first of all, Kelly Marie Tran is a lovely actress, and it's it would be a shame if she didn't get to show the world what she was capable of acting-wise if she let a couple of fucking soy boy beta cuck jerking off in my grandma's basement asshole racist bigot pieces of shit deter her from doing obviously something that she loves doing, and she's good at it. I don't know why we have to be stuck in this, why we're stuck in this vortex of the only people that can be important and important in Star Wars lore must be white. And if you're asking for our personal soy boy beta cuck preference, they must be white men. Um, they missed the entire the entirety of the message about Star Wars. It's not about race or gender or any of that. It's about love and acceptance and overcoming struggles. So I'm glad that she's doing more. I'm sure she's done more things, probably indie projects, but I'm, I'm glad that she's, she's stepping back out there. Fuck the bigots. Fuck the haters. Fuck all that shit. Do your thing, boo. And those of us who love you for what you do, your craft, what you've chosen to make a living off of, we will support you madly, truly, deeply. Just the way I got a crush on Julie, deeply. Uh... Yeah, and I feel like we need to have more stories told about survivors of sexual assault as far as we've come, in my opinion. And honestly, I'm a man. I shouldn't really have an opinion on this. I mean, I guess I do because I have been the victim of rape and I have been the victim of sexual assault. So I can somewhat understand, although the worlds upon which the circumstances are viewed, you know, where women are sometimes blamed for the assault they suffer. There's about a million different ways that it goes when, from what I've heard, when women suffer these things and come straight forward. Whereas when men come straight forward, they're, you know, as, as I was told by my uh, rapist, that I should suck it up and be a man and not cry like a little bitch. And uh, I've never really told, uh, I guess I'm telling the whole entire world that I was a sexual assault victim and a victim of rape. Um, but I've heard other men talk about it. You know, men say insane things like men can't be raped, which isn't true. If you don't want it to happen, if you said no, that is rape. I hate to inform you of that, but that is very much so the definition of rape. Um, but I, I feel like we need more stories of people being brave. It's not even bravery. It's just putting it out there so that shit like this can stop. You know? And so... I commend her for her bravery to continue acting and doing what she passionately loves in the face of ignorant soy boy beta cuck bigots and 
I appreciate her for helping to tell her friend's story because I can't imagine that it's going to be easy, that it has been easier, that it will be easy for either one of them. But my hat, my socks, and my shoes are off to Miss KMT, AKA Kelly Marie Tran. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's bugger off to the next piece of news. This is gonna be a shorter than normal episode because I've only got a couple of uh, couple of pieces of news. This one should be of particular interest to anyone who uh, likes The Walking Dead. Uh, ahead of this show's swan song, it was announced. It was announced by the Hollywood. Walk of Fame that The Walking Dead's Norman Reedus will be honored with a star later this month. Reedus will be receiving the 2734th star on The Walk of Fame on September 27th, which will be located on Hollywood Boulevard in front of Hollywood Toys and Costumes. This marks the first time a member of The Walking Dead cast will have this honor. Uh, the producer of The Hollywood Walk of Fame, Anne Martinez, says that Reedus' star will be very aptly placed near the star of George A. Romero, who is most famous for creating the zombie film Night of the Living Dead. The Walking Dead showrunner Greg Nicoretto and horror movie master director Guillermo, Guillermo del Toro will be unveiling Reedus' star at the ceremony. While Reedus has had a storied career spinning across television shows, films, and even video games, it is notable that he will be receiving a star in the Walk of Fame for the category of television. Considering that Reedus has starred in one of the most popular horror villain, horror villain, horror television series of all time for 11 consecutive seasons, it's no surprise that he is being honored with a star for his work in television. Though The Walking Dead is coming to an end, Reedus will continue to be involved with the franchise and Daryl's spin-off series, solidifying an impressive work on television even more. While The Walking Dead fans may not be able to make it out to the, to the Walk of Fame Star Ceremony in Hollywood. The event will be live streamed on the Walk of Fame website, so viewers will all across, sorry, viewers from all across the world can watch Rita's storied television career make history. And I gotta say, no matter where you do, no matter where you go, no matter what you do, you're always gonna be that boondock saint to me. Norman, Norman, Norman Reedus. My name is Norman, Norman Reedus. No, I'm having problems speaking. Uh, it's impressive. Not only is that impressive that he's the first one from The Walking Dead to receive it, but it's impressive because he's been he's been around for for a while. You know, he's been doing this about as long as Edward Furlong has been doing it. He just it just so happens that their their successful paths have diverged at one point or another. Um, I'm glad for him. I mean, why wouldn't I be glad for him? I, I've never not enjoyed Norman Reedus' work. Like I said, his, his my most favorite of his work has been uh, Boondock Saints 1 and 2. I, uh, I just love those movies. I, I especially love, I believe it's the first one, with, um, with Willem Dafoe, just because it's, it's Willie D, who's not gonna like a little bit of Defoe in their in their life. Um, so yeah, it takes place on the twenty seventh of whatever month I just said. Um, let's get to the final bit of news, biggest biggest bit of news uh, that was just confirmed today. I actually caught it on YouTube, and I thought it was just Ryan Reynolds trolling. Uh, trolling the internet because you know 
the news was always that he was done after the last movie he did. But it has been confirmed. Hold on a second. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen, just bear with me for a moment. I am sorry. It has been confirmed Hugh Jackman is officially returning as Wolverine for Deadpool 3 in the MCU, with the news being confirmed by gleeful Ryan Reynolds on social media. Uh, rumors have long swirled that Jackman could one day return to the role of Wolverine after Logan. Reynolds has wanted to share the screen with Jackman's Wolverine again, which ignited an ongoing online feud between the actors. Excuse me. This episode is brought to you by Aquafina, which is choking the shit out of me. Uh, uh, online feud between the actors while they previously starred together in X-Men Origins Wolverine. The movie was a big disappointment and famously kept Wade Wilson's mouth sewn shut. That created the hope, the hope that Wolverine Deadpool could cross paths again with Reynolds even previously confirming that was the plan for Deadpool 3 before Disney bought Fox. Uh, now Reynolds has officially announced that Jackman's Wolverine is returning in Deadpool 3, which officially hits theaters on September 6th, 2024. Holy fuck. That's coming pretty fast. That's what she said. Uh, the confirmation came in a video where Reynolds joked about not having any ideas for what Deadpool 3 could be about and doing tasks around his house wearing the black and gray Deadpool suit. The video ends with Reynolds saying he did have one idea and Jackman agreeing to return as Wolverine in Deadpool 3. Now that it is confirmed that Jackman's Wolverine returns in Deadpool 3, he becomes the first confirmed co-star for Reynolds. It also means that Jackman finally gets his opportunity to join the MCU. He has previously said that he would would have loved to join the shared universe as Wolverine and interact with Iron Man. Jackman's role in Deadpool 3 likely will not mean a crossover with RDJ, RDJ's Iron Man, but it does open the possibility of him finally interacting with other characters in the MCU. Uh, in any case, Jackman playing Wolverine, in, again, in Deadpool 3, is one of the best pieces of news many could have hoped for. I'll, I'll second that. That's, that's probably the best news of, uh, of this entire week, I would say. Unless some else big happens, I can't fathom what that would be. I would definitely say that's going to be, you know, the showstopper, the headliner, the main event. Mr. WrestleMania, as Shawn Michaels would say. That's, I don't see any other news being bigger than, like, say, you know, I'd say the only other news that could, could sh should shadow that, in my opinion, would be is if they announced that, uh, that Ben Affleck was going to do his very, 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 very long gestating the Batman movie. But alas, it seems not to be. And we've got a rebuttal, or a reply, not a rebuttal, we've got a reply um, from Jim Mangold, the, uh, the director of the magnificent Logan. And uh, on, the announce, on the heels of the announcement, Logan's James Mangold took to Twitter to react to Hugh Jackman's Wolverine returning... Uh, Hugh Jackman's return in Deadpool 3. Lacking any actual caption, the director had a blunt response to news, sharing a gif of the killing blow for Wolverine's hero in his Oscar-nominated trilogy, Caper, uh, which, if you remember that, 
So that's who's to say that could be left up to speculation how Jim Mangold feels about that. Um, a lot of people, not myself included, because I paid attention to the end of Deadpool 3, he was time hopping. And Logan is based off a comic book series. It's a, a limited comic book series called Old Man Logan, which it's kind of uh, for any DC uh, comics aficionados. Uh, the Old Man Logan takes place in kind of the same type of universe as a... It's, it's, a, it's an Elseworlds tale, okay? So it's not main comic continuity, and so that's how they can play that off. Because a, a lot of the events they mention in it make it seem like the, the events of the first four X-Men movies or three X-Men movies or whatever, four, because D-O-F-P, yeah, four. Um, makes it seem like those were flights of fancy that were told in comic books and that things weren't exactly how they played out. Uh, one theory that I have is that Deadpool will use that time-hopping device, time-hopping, time-skipping, time-jumping device to uh, pull Logan into his current timeline or into the MCU with him. Another theory that I have is that Deadpool 3 is still very much taking place in the Fox universe that was built, and thus you'll still be able to see people like teenage uh, Negasonic and and uh, Colossus. And we'll finally get more than two uh, X-Men this time, as Deadpool had candidly joked or talked shit about. Um, I never thought this would happen. I thought they would online be forever and that... This would never be a scenario that we could ever discover, especially since, you know, I, I'm, I'm always behind the scenes. Like, I'm telling you guys, I'm, I've been trying to tell you for four fucking years. And sometimes I feel like you're just not listening to me, like you just don't get it. Why won't you get it? I am always trying to go beyond your wildest hopes and dreams, baby, beyond your wildest imagination to bring you entertainment. All you have to do is take my hand and let you guide you. Let me guide you down that dark alleyway into that light at the end of the tunnel. Let me be that light at the end of the tunnel, that entertainment tunnel. And in that, in the spirit of talking shit, I kind of, kind of forgot a little bit what I was saying. I'm sure it wasn't that important if I forgot it, just very braggadocious and kind of like, why won't you guys just listen to me? Just listen to me. And we have one more piece of news. I know I was gonna say the Logan shit was gonna be the last piece of news. But we got one more piece of news, and I'm going to skedaddle. Uh, this piece of news is prior... Okay. Director Basim Tariq has officially parted ways with Marvel Studios' upcoming Blade reboot. One MCU film that has been in the works for several years is Blade, which was announced at San Diego Comic-Con back in 2019 when Marashala Ali was officially tapped to bring the Marvel hero to life. Uh, prior to the Blade rights reverting back to Marvel Studios, Wesley Snipes had portrayed the iconic superhero in his own trilogy while Ali had already appeared in the MCU through Luke Cage. He had reached out to Kevin Feige himself and expressed wanting to portray Blade in the ever-growing franchise. While Blade was set to start shooting in October, the Marvel Studios project has run into a production issue. The Hollywood Reporter reveals that Tariq has stepped down as director due to continued shifts in the production schedule. While he will remain on, on he will remain an executive producer on Blade, the search for a new director has begun. Marvel Studios and Tariq shared the following statements. Marvel Studios, due to continued shifts in our production schedule, Basim 
Bessam is no longer moving forward as director of Blade, but will remain on, oh, geez, my words just won't come out of my mouth correct, will remain an executive producer on the film. We appreciate Bassam's talent and all the work he's done getting Blade to where it is. Uh, Tariq's statement, it's been an honor working with the wonderful folks at Marvel. We were able to put together a killer cast and crew eager to see where the next director takes the film. Uh, so yeah, uh, they've lost a director for the Blade reboot or the Blade introduction into the MCU. Um, seems like a shame. I'm somewhat familiar with uh, Mr. Bassam's work, but I have all the confidence in the world that if anybody can find someone to be an adequate replacement, it's going to be Kevin Feige. You know, this guy's only been doing this, you know, this whole universe for shit longer than some of your fucking kids have been alive. So trust the motherfucker and give the drummer some. And and, and, and baby, trust me, Marashala Ali is going to motherfucking knock that shit out of the fucking park. He's going to fucking slay that shit. And uh, yeah, we're just going to have to wait to see what we see when we see. And on that note, I'd like to tell you in the immortal words of Ron Burgundy, I want you guys to keep it classy and stuff it down with a whole lot of brown. And in my my unimmortal words, when I say stuff it down with brown, I'm not talking about heroin. Jeez, my words are just so stupid today. My mouth is mush. I'm not talking about heroin. I'm not talking about dirt weed. And I'm not talking about mud or dirt weed. I'm talking about bottom to mid to top shelf, preferably whiskey, because I'm not old enough to enjoy the subtleties of scotch. Just tastes like wood to me. So preferably stuff it down with whiskey. But hey, if you're old enough to enjoy the subtleties of scotch, as long as it's brown, baby, stuff it down, stuff it down, stuff it down, son. And I will catch you on the next one. Thank you so much for listening, as always. Peace.